0: Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast, where expert health professions educators share their tips about using Aquifer's virtual patient cases and resources to enrich learning. I'm Lynn Robbins, your host for this first series on lessons learned from COVID. This series will spotlight teaching successes in the face of COVID constraints. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Kirsten Nackers who'll discuss how she uses aquifer cases to engage learners in active learning, including role play, to achieve programmatic goals. Welcome Kirsten. Thanks for making the time to speak with me today.
1: Thank you, thank you for having
0: me. Could you give me and, and our audience some background about the context in which you teach and the teaching that you do?
1: I am a pediatrician by training. And at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health, I oversee a required clinical clerkship, but it's an integrated clerkship. And it combines um, pediatrics, obstetrics and gynecology and geriatrics. We call it care across the life cycle. And one of the reasons that those three specialties were brought together was also to help um, teach patient care and communication skills that are especially important when you're working with vulnerable populations. And when you're working with proxy decision makers, so parents deciding for their children, um, women deciding for their unborn baby, um, and sometimes adult children or other adults helping make decisions for their aging uh, family members.
0: In this podcast series, I've been catching up with some of the panelists who presented their COVID stories in an Aquifer webinar and in that webinar, you talked about creating an online interim course for your clerkship students because they were restricted from participating in direct patient care. Where are you now? Are your
1: students back in clinic? Our students started coming back in June of 2020 and all were back in face-to-face clinical learning as of July 2020. So we do, we have our, we're, we're back in the swing of things. It just looks a little different than it did before.
0: What are some of the educational challenges that you've been facing currently?
1: Finding enough clinical opportunities for all of our learners continues to be um, the primary challenge.
0: Do you find yourself turning to case-based learning to overcome the limited number of clinical learning opportunities available to your students?
1: We uh, have long used the aquifer cases um, to help because you know seasonal variability in pediatrics in my case might affect what students are able to see depending on what time of year they do their rotation. And so being able to simulate some of those patient experiences with aquifer has always been a part of our curriculum. And then through this process with the interim course um, in the spring of 2020, Um, We really relied more heavily on those aquifer cases. We were trying to teach our students about topics that they had no clinical context to um, bring to that discussion. Um, And so the aquifer cases helped both provide that simulated clinical context before a discussion about a topic like fever and provided opportunities for students to then apply knowledge after the teaching sessions. Well, now we've got our students back in person and doing the clinical experiences and these case based learning sessions with us in the usual sequence. But we've stuck with the standardized cases and found that that um, just improves the flow of the session, makes it easier for us to get to the learning objectives that we want students to get out of the session. And so, sort of a, a COVID induced improvement.
0: The educational silver lining of COVID. Well, I'd love it if you could describe an example.
1: One of my favorite examples is our fever session, um, and I like, this, I like this topic generally, and it also pulls from several of the resources that um, Aquifer offers. Um, so we have a fever session that pre-COVID, we would have students um, bring a case. So if you were on your pediatrics portion of your rotation, you, would, you were expected to bring a case of a patient with fever that you had actually seen. Um, or, you know, if you're on gyne, you could bring it from OB or gyne, um, or from geriatrics, uh, whichever part of the rotation you're on, you've probably seen a patient with fever, bring that to the session. And we ran almost like a student run morning report, um, with the facilitators then highlighting some key points. So during the interim course, students didn't have that clinical experience. We used the aquifer cases. So like, Aquifer Pediatrics Case 10 is a six-month-old with a fever who's ultimately diagnosed with a febrile UTI, and so that was a standardized case that we could use and create some discussion questions to make sure that we were hitting the learning objectives of our curriculum as well through that standardized case. The case has always just been where the conversation starts, and then you needed a skilled facilitator to help pull all of the learning objectives into the discussion. And so now by standardizing that with an aquifer case and some standardized discussion questions, it just it makes it easier to bring the students along for the conversation and know that you're going to hit all of those marks of the learning objectives.
0: Well, that's a great example of an interactive facilitated session. I remember you also described in the webinar a case-based learning session that focused on abuse, neglect, and mandated reporting. I guess it stood out to me because uh, you used your cases to create role-play scenarios. And since folks are always looking for ways to make their CBL sessions more engaging and interactive, I'm hoping you can describe that session again here.
1: For that particular CBL session, you know, we definitely want our students to leave that understanding what the mandated reporter requirements in Wisconsin are and understand that that'll vary slightly from state to state. But we also want them to get more comfortable talking about those tough topics and how do you approach that with a patient. And so we have some videos and readings that we have curated from various sources and some, uh, some materials that we created ourselves And then our CBL session for that, we have cases that some that we created and some that we use uh, from other resources, cases we found on MedEd Portal, and of course, give credit to the institutions that created them. But we've used those and adapted them into role-playing scenarios where there is one sheet of information that the student playing the physician knows, so you know what your patient is presenting with and maybe what you see on exam. And then a separate script for the person who is role-playing the patient or for the pediatric case role-playing the caregiver of the patient. And they practice taking that history from each other. And we debrief and use a structured worksheet to sort of fill in what are the key elements of taking a pediatric history when you suspect maltreatment or what are some key things to consider for the adult patient who is competent or the adult patient who is not competent. And then subsequently, what are the key things to look for an exam? How do you approach the diagnostic evaluation? Uh, and if you, is this a mandated report? And if so, to what, what resource? And so the discussions in that CBL are incredibly rich. Despite the difficult topic, it's one of my favorites to facilitate. And then there are, you know, several aquifer cases that help reinforce those concepts or simulate those types of scenarios again. So there's a geriatrics case, um, I believe it's number eight, uh, and then the aquifer pediatrics case number 25 uh, also uh, touches on this topic. And then we again supplemented with an APCO case um, for the OBGYN example.
0: And so where exactly does this fit in your curriculum?
1: Yeah, so um, this... For care across the life cycle, um, this was one of the topics where we thought there was actually a uh, good overlap on that Venn diagram I referenced. There's a lot of uh, nuance here for these for, you know the minor, the adult uh, with capacity, and the adult without capacity. And so being able to understand your role in those three scenarios um, is really key. Because of the hospital at which we work, um, we're a referral center, and so we see a fair number of cases of um, child abuse in particular. You know, I think we know that um, intimate partner violence, risk of that goes up during pregnancy in particular. And so clinically, these are topics that our students see often enough that it's relevant. Um, And it's opportunity to prepare them. If they don't see it in training, they will see it in residency or in practice. And so we thought that this was an important topic um, with significant public health implications as well at our School of Medicine and Public Health that we devoted an entire CBL session to it. And so we normally do it actually in week one. It's kind of a doozy of a way to start the rotation. But our rationale being then that when this sensitive topic comes up for them during the rotation or whenever, they'll be a little bit better prepared um, and hopefully feel a little bit less uh, shocked should it arise.
0: So I'm curious... It can be difficult to recruit faculty to facilitate CBL sessions at best, but for sessions like yours that are both interdisciplinary and centered around really difficult topics, do you think that being able to say the sessions are built around standardized cases and that there are instructional and reference materials as well that are
1: available helps you with recruitment? We, we use a lot of our clinical faculty in that role. It's not just the you know dedicated medical education people. Um, and so anything that we can do to make it easier for our clinical faculty to get to the learning objectives for this course that they have variable degrees of engagement with beyond just their CBL session only helps us to recruit and retain facilitators. So yes, the Aquifer cases have definitely helped us do that.
0: Oh, interesting. So it gives you um, a deeper bench, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to circle back to where we began, which was talking about your experience creating an interim online course for your clinical phase learners and the lessons you learned from your COVID experience. I'd be really grateful if you would share some of those.
1: Yeah. Um, in in preparing for that online interim course. I was really forced to dig deep into um, what resources were available, right? And so Aquifer was something that I had some familiarity with the Aquifer pediatrics cases in particular. But in the chaos of creating our integrated curriculum several years ago, there was so much to do that digging into Aquifer was not my top priority, this interim course kind of forced that issue again. And so in that process and preparing for that, I um, looked across the aquifer courses in a way that I hadn't previously and became aware of cases in other different aquifer lines, like the internal medicine cases and the geriatrics cases that really are very applicable to my integrated block care across the life cycle, right? And there's some medicine cases and family medicine cases that address, um, gynecologic topics as well. And so really hitting on, um, the other two specialties besides pediatrics and care across the life cycle. Um, additionally, I was, I was familiar with the custom courses. Um, but the way that we had things set up, I hadn't utilized those previously. Um, and I, in preparing for the online interim course, we didn't have time to make full use of those, but, um, Heaven forbid there's a second surge in the Midwest and we have to pull students again. You know, using the Aquifer custom courses would be a way to organize these materials for my students uh, and give them a more seamless experience.
0: Oh my gosh. Heaven forbid is right. But thanks to you, I, I feel like we'll all be a little better prepared to meet the challenge, whatever comes our way. Thanks again for speaking with me today. It was really a
1: pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure getting to chat with you this afternoon.
0: Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about case-based learning. Show notes from today's episode with additional links and resources are available on aquifer.org. There you can also find information about our Lessons Learned from COVID podcast series, our Teaching Perspectives and Pearls blog, and our webinar and web shops. You can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, Tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well.
1: The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. The show's artwork was created by Carrie Waters. The theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.